Are you a leader in customer success, pre-sales, professional services, support? Do you work behind the scenes and roll up your sleeves to make sure that customers are happy? Renew. Then this is for you. Welcome to the GSD Podcast. Welcome to the GSD Podcast. Getting it done. Services, success, and software. We'll talk with the pros that have been in the trenches, getting service teams off the ground, launching new types of groups to service customers, or running agencies that don't have a product attached to it. For the pros, by the pros. This is the GSD Podcast, and this is your host, Jeff Kushmerick. All right. So this week I am joined by my new friend. It's always nice to make new friends. Aww. Rachel Provan. Right? Did I pronounce it correct? Because I just you did. You did. Okay. Because I have the very fancy schwa and the French version and stuff like that. But uh, I'm jealous. That's right. <laughs> and you're coming to us straight out of Brooklyn. Yes, I am. Yep. Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. That's awesome. So Rachel and I met at the. Uh, although I'd certainly followed you on LinkedIn. But I, I we met. Well, yeah, I don't want to be the creepy guy just connecting to random people, though, right? Like, because mm-hmm. that's that's not yeah. So followed, and then we met at the Gainsight Pulse Super Spreader event, and exactly, uh, yeah, yep, and uh, just really hit it off. And I think we we had a, a lot of subjects that we really liked talking about, and uh, we're gonna get into those. But first, if you if people don't know who you are, the the three minute, you know, it doesn't have to be the resume read, but just. This, how are you learned on these subjects that we're going to discuss today? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I won't do the full resume, but I've been in one way or another working in customer success for 16 years. Yeah. So even before they really called it that, yeah. it's still what I was doing. Oh yeah. I, uh, account management, like whatever. Like, yeah, yeah we yeah. call the pro serve, whatever. Right. All of it, all yeah. of it mushed together. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've been in, you know, financial print. I've been in AI. I've been in, you know, productivity. I've, you know, large, small companies all over the place. So I've been a leader for 14 of those years. And yeah, CS leadership is my jam, man. I can't shut up about it. Yeah. As you can probably see on LinkedIn. (laughs) I don't shut up. (laughs) And I will put put your LinkedIn profile in there. So, because you come out with some really insightful stuff, stuff where I'm like, I wish I had the time. I wish I could write (laughs) I wish I had not the time, but I wish I had the patience to yeah. listen my thoughts out like that. Oh, it takes time. Believe yeah. me, that's not cranked out in five minutes, but I love writing. Oh, so you're not there at 7.45? Like, oh shit, I got to crank something out today. Yeah, not so much. Not, when I do have to do that, I have a few templates that I'm like, all right, here are five things I don't like about this. You know, yeah. being In my mind, I imagine me sitting at a typewriter on my hearth with a cup mm, of coffee and maybe yes. my mascot, and then I'm just yeah. like typing away, but that's... Well, I'm if you had all the props, then of course you could come up with gold. <laughs> all right. So hot button topics for us to discuss. I, you Look at you. You're tensing as I bring it up, <laughs> which is CS boundaries in time management. So we've got some topics that we're going to get into, but in general, I know it's something you talk about a lot. So let's let's get into it. Why does this bug you so much and why do you feel like you need to stand on top of tables and yell at people about this? Great question. It's it's something I do think about a lot. And I think that whenever I mention it to anyone, they immediately go, yes, 
and yet I don't see it talked about anywhere. So I was like, well, then I clearly need to open my big mouth because my, my favorite things to talk about are the ones that like, we all know this and no one is saying it. Can I yeah. call it out here? Can we, can we just stop the BS yeah. and just actually get to the real subject yeah. here? Yeah. And especially, it's actually one of the things that made me, I recently moved from, you know, being a CS executive to having my own coaching business for yeah. new CS leaders because they all drown. Yeah. You know, the, the average term for a new CS leader or for most CS leaders is 18 months. And it mostly it's because of burnout yeah. or because, you know, their company doesn't see the value in what they're doing. But are they, are they typically player coaches? At least half. I do everything in my power to get them to stop being player coaches. I was like, I will call your boss. This yeah. is not in anyone's best interest. This is, this is, uh, this will set you off, but this is the player coach that is the head of CS. And I just mm -hmm. quoted head. I've been there. I've yep. been there. And it's one of those things that you may have to take that role in order to move into a management position. Yep. No, it's temporary. It's going to be horrible, but you're going to learn a lot. You know, it, yep. it, that's just the nature of the beast right now. Hopefully we'll be learning more over time, how to career path. That's something that I'm very passionate about as well. Yep. You know, adding in layers of management for your team so that they have a way to grow. And so that we're not throwing people into CS leadership from being a CSM and saying, okay, you'll know how to do this because you've been a CSM when the two jobs could not be more different. Right. That's why like the work, you see this in development teams a lot where they take the best coder who mm -hmm. sometimes is usually a sociopath and then they yeah. turn them into like the man, the best, you know, the man, and I've seen yeah. the best managers as like, not that great developers. And yeah. I'm not saying that necessarily should be the case with CSM, but there is some job yeah. stuff that you need to know how to do, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a decent CSM. I'm a really good manager yeah. and it's because I like, you know, coaching people and developing them and that, and being strategic, but it's, if you don't like working with people, and if you have to own your own results all the time, it has to be all you, you are not going to be a very happy camper in management. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so let's get into this. Let's, let's break yes. this use case down a little bit. Yeah. You just get, not you obviously, but like, you know, maybe some of your coaching just got hired or promoted and they are now mm -hmm. the player coach head of CS. Yes. Ugh. What's going, what does their day look like on a day? To, what is their, I'm sure it's like a Tetris game and you can't even squeeze in that. Little. Oh, I can, I can tell you what their day looks like. It's pretty. <laughs> oh, I know. What it looks like. Yeah. You know what their day looks like. You see that calendar block it all off with meetings one six, after another. Back 6 a.m. To, to 6 p.m. If you're lucky enough to have yep. a European team. Yeah. Yep. And, and of course, after all of that, the problem with this is they say yes to everything yeah. because they, you know, CS people, we want to help. We are people pleasers and we're new at this. And, you know, and when you're a, an individual contributor, it's kind of your job to say yes. Right. As a manager, not so much. Right. And especially as a department head, it's like, you have to say no to some things. Yeah. So they say yes to everything because they want everyone to think they're doing a fantastic job. So all of a sudden they're back to back. Everyone wants a touch point meeting, which is code for, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I'm going to be on your schedule in case I want to talk to you about something. Right. Just all of these so that they're, they're agreeing to all these projects on all these meetings, but they have zero time to actually work on them during the day. That's what I was say. When does the work get done? It gets done at night and on the weekend. And right. this is how we end up with burnout. 
And no one is telling them to do that work then, but they're like, I have to, I have to get it done. You know, they all feel very responsible and feel like they're slacking if they don't do it. And again, I'm like, you have to be in charge. You have to put up the barriers as you become a leader. You have to know what works for you. Is this working for you? Then you need to say, so you need to say, I need time to do my work and you need to block that off your calendar. Absolutely. An open calendar is an open invitation. I block off. Oh, huge chunks of time. Huge. Like, yeah. Yeah. Nobody gets this block right here. I'll tell you Friday, two to six, nobody can get that. Exactly. Exactly. Because when are you going to get the work done? Right. You know, and I'm not talking about checking your email and your Slack and all that, that's going to interrupt you as well. You, it is absolutely possible to get your work done in a work day by focusing on the right things. And those boundaries are what you need to be able to set the right things. Yeah, It's not super complicated. It's you take a look at something and you say, is this actually going to move the needle forward? What is, absolutely. what is my goal? You know, is my goal increased NRR? Is my goal, you know, just retaining whatever we can because, you know, we have huge term right now. Is my goal to, you know, improve onboarding? What is my goal this quarter? You know, you can have like one to two strategic initiatives and that's it. Yep. Everything else has to go in a parking lot if you're going to make any progress. And, and when you talked about some of those things, I I just, if you don't mind me, please. I just remembered that the one thing I would consistently have to say to people is that it's, I think we talked about this in person, but the quadrants of urgency, right? Like you're, uh-huh. yeah, which is the like, I'm major. working on my stuff and that is my most important things, which, which is, I thought about that when you talked about, uh, these are my strategic goals for the quarter. Mm-hmm. Now, somebody else's strategic goals, unfortunately, aren't your strategic goals. That's right. And so I, I used to, unfortunately, didn't make a lot of friends, but saying like, I'm so sorry, but your most important and urgent problem is my least important one right now. There's a nicer way to say that, but essentially, yeah, I, I learned later in life, maybe don't draw that quadrant and say you're here in the bottom yeah. left. Like yeah. I'm, <laughs> oh my God. Like I'm doing this is why I love you. like a, one of those grids yeah. when you're judging personnel, like you're, you're here in the here. bottom left. Yeah. I'm working on this stuff Top here. Right. Yeah. Don't do that. There's a professional. Yeah. For you. yeah. One of the things I talk about is, you know, we, we don't like boundary setting because it it's not, you know, in line with who we are. We feel like we're being unhelpful. We feel like we're being uncollaborative, Yeah. but you actually need to look at it from another perspective. It's pretty unkind to say yes to something if you don't really have the bandwidth or if you're going to resent the person for it. Yeah. You're lying. You're essentially yeah. lying. Yeah. And you're manipulating them to yeah. try and make them feel a certain way about you you know, and oh, I like that. do you, do you really want someone else doing that saying yes, something you asked them to do totally reasonable. They could have said no, but if they say yes, and then they're mad at you about it or they don't finish it, that's not a great outcome for anybody. No, no. Or you give them crappy work product because you're exactly. 60 hours a week or more. Yeah. You're not going to do it well, or you're not going to finish, or you're going to hate them. None of these is what was intended. Yes. So it's, as you said, like it's in how you deliver the saying no. Yeah. It's in <laughs> understanding that their priority is something big. It's, you know, saying, oh my God, that sounds so amazing. Oh, you must be so excited. That's going to do so much. I so wish I could help you. I am yeah. so I wish the best of luck for you. Right? Yeah. It's like, I'm up to here, you know, you know, who might be able to help you? 
if you know it's someone who will not kill you and actually might, you know, they might be able to point you in the right direction. Absolutely. So we talked about blocking the calendar off as a good way. And then we just talked about deferring. I'm going to ask you, you you've said this word three times in the last five minutes. So I'm going to uh -oh. slack. I hate slack. Sorry. I do. I Matt, do. How about slack when your customers, you're head of CS and you've in your made the awful mistake of allowing your customers to have open cs channels never make that mistake i had this debate with someone very passionately over a dinner well the, the answer is easy like if you like working weekends and nights like exactly absolutely the problem with slack is that there's an expectation that you're going to answer instantly right you know, they're like these people you know these gen z they're not you know they don't use email it's like well they will if you don't have a slack channel for them <laughs> You know, but they want it. I would like I to buy pony. I, I want to sit here and exactly. watch movies all day, right? Exactly. Like, like we people in hell want ice water. I'm sorry. It's just we don't we don't always get what we want. And sometimes it's for our own good, you know. And in that case, there's literally no way to be productive because you're completely task swishing all the time. If you want a support team instead of a customer success team. You know, because they are reactive and they do have to be on the ball and they yeah. do have to be fast. But if you want someone to be strategic, mm -mm, can't no. have it. I routinely turn off Slack and my email. Took a lot of discipline. I did it for an hour at a time yeah. and on my phone too. And I got all twitchy, yeah, but I did it for an hour at a time until I got to a place where I was like, I check email two to three times a day at these times. I check Slack at this time uh, and this time. Tim Ferriss stuff. Yeah. 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 I, I was not. Yeah. Because I had to, because yeah. it was sucking up all my time. And if I really did, you know, the other thing about setting those work boundaries and sometimes that's, Hey, I don't work after, you know, you, yeah. you're not gonna be able to reach me after six o'clock. You're just right. not. Yeah. It was so hard to set those for me, especially, you know, as a woman feeling like I had to work twice as hard to be like, no, I'm serious. I'm serious. You know? Yeah. And then once I had kids, it was like, no, I just don't have the option. Like I'm fully not available. Right. And it was shocking to just be, it's not a big deal to just say, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not available then. Right. People don't, People get don't it. question it. They're, yeah. they're not like, well, why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it just, it doesn't happen. You, you just have to show people like, this is the, this is the operating manual to working with me. Here's how to get me to do my best work with you. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Slack and, and, you know, that sort of time management, having an open calendar and things like that are, are huge issues. What are some of the other like biggest time sucks to make from making a CSM be or in the CSM leader be productive? CSM leader is again, you know, they say yes to too many meetings. There needs to be what I like to tell people to do because they're afraid to say no. Again, make a list. I have a productivity system that I work with that I share with people. It takes into account that Eisenhower matrix, the mm -hmm. urgent, important, yeah. and it sorts things to where they need to be. Got it. You actually schedule in the things that are important, but not urgent. They go on your calendar. You yeah. attend them like a meeting. And, I, and just a note on that, I will I will screen share my calendar and be like, I'm adding you, I'm going to yep. do this work right there, which shows like, okay, it's not now, it's then, it's going to happen. Right. Yeah. And also, you can't contact me when I get this because I will definitely go rogue and yeah, you know, like oh, yeah. turn you know turn Wi-Fi off, everything else. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. this. I have a date. 
with myself. Yeah. I have a meeting to do that. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, that's open time and I'm going to go check my email. It's, it's not. It is assigned for that job. Yeah. So you pick one to two initiatives a quarter. You break them down. You know, I like to think of it as an outline like you would do in, in school when you were writing a paper. Yeah. Like, you know, what are the five, you know, big umbrella things that we need to get this done? You yeah. know, this initiative. It's like, well, you know, let's say it's the customer life cycle. Well, you know, we're going to work on onboarding. We're going to work on adoption, blah, 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 blah. List those out. Then just look at onboarding. Pick five things there and right. assign those little tasks to yourself throughout the week. So it's not like work on, on customer journey project. It's do this, this, and this task. Yeah to get the information for the onboarding. That's much more manageable. Like I can manage tasks, a big looming overwhelming project that must, you know, increase, you know, or decrease our churn by blah, blah, blah. It gets overwhelming. Yes. So knowing when you're going to work on that, you know, it makes a difference it, and having those, it's really about having those one to two initiatives and confirming that with your boss, whoever it is going to them and saying, look, you know, if you add everything that you have to do and everything on your plate to any sort of list, I use Trello, but any yeah. sort of list to be like, here's what I'm being tasked with. You are aware of how many hours are in the day and how many hands and how many brains I have. We have an issue, you know? So, but if you go to them and say like, here's what I'm thinking, mm -hmm. you know, this is what I understand to be the priorities. Right. Would you agree with that? Right. And so long as you're all on the same page, then it's like, okay. Unfortunately, yeah, no, no, that's, that's, that's the way I do it. I used to yeah. always tell people on my team, like, you know, if you've got five things, come to me and say, what are the three things I should be, or like, ask your boss to reprioritize them so you don't get in trouble for yeah. not doing those other things. You, you ask me to do these, I'm going to go do on those, right? So, yeah. yeah. It's just about setting those expectations properly. And that can be scary when it's someone above you. But one of the things about leadership is that you're not taking so much direction as you are working as a team and saying, I know how to get this done. Here's how we get this done. Is that a problem yeah. for anyone? Like, are we on the same page? Let me, and I'm sure you do this with your clients and let's take this to the next level. I'm going to tie yeah. this back in with something previously. Take that, what you just said and combine it with the hired as head of success. If mm. you come in and say, you know, in six months, I want to have a conversation or it could be a year, but whatever, you know, upon anniversary date, we're going to discuss, you know, my promotion to this next level. Mm -hmm. And I would like to hear from you. What are those objectives that I need to do? Because guaranteed, they don't know what the hell the answer is. Right. Are. It's true. And that yeah. is what I do with my, with my, I have actually a CSM to director track. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's, that's a quickie. That's like a two meeting thing. And that's about saying, you know, doing a skills gap assessment right. and saying, you know, here's where I believe I am. Here are the things that I believe I would need to learn. And, you know, having that, here's how I plan to learn them. If there are any opportunities that you see for me to get experience with that, I'd love it if you'd, you know, take Absolutely. it off the plate and throw it to me. But so long as you can present them with a plan, like, here's where I need to be. Here's how I plan to get there. Does that align with you? You yeah. know, what, what sort of timeline can we work on? Because I can do this work. It's what I want to do with my career. You know, and if you've had any sort of conversation in the hiring process at any point about moving up then it should be, I've, I've had plenty of people I know say, yeah, we had that in the hiring conversation and now like they won't have it with me. Right. Right. And that's, 
brutal and we have to, you know, look at certain factors. That's again, why I like I talking all my little, my little secrets here, but yeah. I like having an accomplishment tracker Yeah, because then the whole time you're just marking things down as you're making a difference, tying in numbers. And yeah. then, you know, when it comes time for your performance review or whatever you go here, Exactly. You know, yeah. This is what Here's all that's a track at all. It's like, yeah. you know, keep that ever. I tell people keep that ever going when you get an email from somebody saying amazing job, stick yep. that in your folder. That's called yep. like promotion or something like mm -hmm. that. I have a kudos but, file. Yeah. Oh, nice. Here's the difference between the two of us right there. But, uh, but uh, I actually speaking of giving secrets away, I, I talk about this one. So in Diane Gordon, who was my mentor and it was on the podcast a long time ago, she I had this issue when I was not working with her any, anymore, where I was trying to get a promotion, the same situation that you said, yeah. like it was going to promise to you. And then suddenly it's not happening yeah. anymore. And, and she told me after doing sort of like getting an assessment of what that leader, how they operate and everything uh, that operate like to person like to think they had a lot of power. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so basically said, <clears throat> You need to walk in to your next one on one, which is, you know, weeklies and, and, and say, in regards to the promotion, mm -hmm. <laughs> I love this speech. This came from her enough for me. I just repeat yeah. it every time. You either won't do it or you can't do it. And mm -hmm. this is going to be the number one thing that we talk about on a weekend base. This mm -hmm. is the number one thing on the top of the list and everything right there. Mm -hmm. so you just can see just like all the different things you're doing with that statement and stuff like that. Oh yeah. And, and it, like, it was literally like, first of all, that leader was taken aback. Like I didn't yeah. think we had to go there. And I'm like, I've been asking for two months, right? Yeah. Like, in a nice sort of way. So I'm now raising the level. I will say definitely got the promotion that I was looking for see? and everything, which then wound up being this like career changing. It was so right. it was worth it, but I will say relationship. Yeah. So she definitely respected me a lot, a lot more, but mm -hmm. there was the, the, the relationship definitely altered after that conversation. Yes. So, yeah, that reminds me a lot of one of my favorite books, the never split the difference by Chris. Oh, yeah. I know everyone's read it, but I love it anyway. Oh, it's great. I, yeah. I still get his emails. I actually met him because he was before it got really big. He spoke at a conference and he was literally mm -hmm. just sitting by the sterno food tables and just like so cool. <laughs> that's a great book yeah the audio yeah. book is is yeah it's yes. one of those ones where i just dial up every few weeks and just listen yep. to them when i'm walking the dog right and you know I don't read that all at once yeah yeah i need to absorb that over and over because it's like it's what i know to be true anyway so much of that is about empathy which shocked me yeah. i was like oh but i do this anyway oh no wonder that works Right. But, you know, I actually do care. So that that helps all about empathy. Right. I mean, yeah, that's a great thing, because I actually hadn't remembered that. And whenever I had staff members that were upset that they were getting yelled at, I'm like, well, let's think why they're yelling at you. Why do you think yeah. they're yelling at you? They're scared. Yeah. And look, every single one of us gets defensive when we get yelled at. It's like any of us can be like, oh, well, they're scared from the outside. And on the inside, you're like, yes, but you don't understand. I'm going to get fired. I'm going to lose my apartment and have to live under a bridge with my family. <laughs> because that's where our brains go, right? Yeah. Yeah. Steam coming out of our ears. Exactly. Where it's like, whoa, they just told you, like, can you keep your desk a little neater? <laughs> wow. But I, that's where I go, you know, yeah. my, my brain's off the tracks. So listen, I had a super specific thing. We actually talked about this before, you yeah. know, when we were doing a little prep stuff and I can't find a great way to segue. So I'm just going to try and generalize. Do it. Yeah. So 
suddenly you free up the CSM's time, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And the, the example I talked about with, which is very classic in startups, which is, you know, the, the original CSMs are usually doing everything that goes post-sale, including a lot of support, and then they get sucked into doing a lot of support work. And then finally they get freed up. In my experiences, they, 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 they still do a lot of support work. So I was trying to figure out a way that you would coach a team or a leader to be telling their team that you need to be doing more valuable work than just jumping at you're you're trained obviously you're doing a great job here but we don't need you to do that react to every hot button thing every right well the way that i manage most people and something that i think really helps with that and giving any sort of feedback is understanding where they want to go with their career what their next step is yeah and saying look you know i i can't guarantee that that'll be tomorrow, but I want to know where you're going because I want to help you get there. I want to help you develop. You know, it's on you to, you know, push it forward, but I will give you, I will play to your strengths. I will give you opportunities to learn if it's along that path. So, and people tend to buy in very well with that. They take on additional projects, it gets stuff off your plate. It's awesome. Yes. So if they're doing things like this, you bring it back to the what's in it for me. You bring it back to, I know that your next step is to become a manager, right? So this is something I think it's important for you to know if you're going to be doing that, because there will be all these things that are right in front of you and you have to learn how to focus, even yeah. though you could do them in that moment, because here's what's going to happen. Here's the mindset you have to have to be that leader. You have to focus on what is going to move the needle here. Is it going to be the boring you know, strategy work where I look at some of the data and see if I can figure any of it out yeah. or just you know, make myself feel good because I fixed something quickly? And you got to be willing to do the stuff you're not comfortable with. That's why the player coach role is so dangerous beyond it being completely unrealistic, but people are always well, managing people while you still have 30 customers yeah. to maintain. It's like you're doing two impossible jobs at once. Great. That's going to go great. No quality issues there, but people are always going to gravitate towards what they know they're good at, you know? So they're going to go to the customers because they're like, I know I don't mess that up. Yeah. You know, this huge potential to mess up. So I'll just do this one thing with the customer, but they really need me. That's the big thing. They really need me. It's important that I, sorry, I have to fix my camera here, but like I that, that I have this relationship with them. It's like, honey, I hate to break it to you. CSMs leave all the time. They will survive. You know, you, we can talk about how we'll transition it, but they are not going to leave. They've not stayed because they like you. <laughs> they may like you, so, but that ain't it. I know. And that, my statement on that, so like Bill Gates left Microsoft, Microsoft's doing fine. Like they're going to handle it. Yeah. Like, but it, it, that, that probably into a longer conversation goes into that whole revenue relationship. Thing. I don't know, in a couple minutes, we could talk about that, but you see that we're like, oh, I don't want to be responsible for upsells or renewals or anything like that because we've got this relationship. And I'm like, it's this relationship no, is because yes. they paid your company money. Like they're quite right. aware they're paying your company money. There's yeah. something, I wish we had a phrase for this year because when I, you know, when I was an actor, and, you know, sometimes you'd have to make business decisions about a film that you're on. And we would say, look, it's show business, not show friends. <laughs> and I wish there was a way to say that in business. Cause it's like, it's, it's just business. Like, yeah. it's not that there aren't some parts to it that are personal, but we have to remember which that this is involved and this is the main focus here. Yeah. And in terms of the revenue thing, I can hit on that real quick. Cause I hated it. I hated oh, having yes. to handle yeah. that. Yeah. 
it made me self-conscious. I was like, this is not what it's about. We should be about getting their outcomes. And then I had no seat at the table. You know, I love relationships and stuff like that. And it's like, but okay, so go be a therapist, which I would love, (laughs) but it's not what we're doing here. And the thing is, you're not necessarily helping someone by keeping them comfortable. You know, it sales and i didn't understand what good sales was right and how it could be done yeah absolutely yeah and like i'd read up on like objection handling and closing and i was like i hate every bit of this (laughs) and so i read spin selling and that really changed my perspective on everything because it was like okay so what is the actual problem what are you not seeing here that are going to be unintended consequences i'm helping you out here yeah you know like and and not saying it that but just okay so but my might not that affect this over here? Like if you're not, you know, doing this, I forget, we'll have to come up with some sort of fake company to do it about, but yeah, it's always tough. Cause we're always afraid to start talking about our customers and things. Exactly. Like so, but yeah. it's just like, you're aware probably, hopefully of what's going to happen if they don't take on certain features. It's like, I I'm telling you this, not to add one more thing to your plate. I'm telling you this because I've noticed that our customers who succeed, they use this because here's what it does for them. And if they don't use it, things start to pile up slowly. And when they pile up, all of a sudden, here's what happens to you and your job. It doesn't look so good. And like, let's just clear that out of the way. So don't try and sell them everything. Sell them what's relevant, you know? And that's when when it aligns with CS. Yeah. If you can make the case, especially if you know their business and they're doing it, not like, hey, we got this great thing, product says it's X, Y, and Z. And it's like, I've noticed based on, you know, like yeah. that problem you told me about could be solved with X, Y, and Z. That's right. That's, that's, it's like, oh, it's interesting you mentioned that we actually do have something. I'd, I'd love to ask you a few questions about it just to see if it's the right fit. Right. Because it's still, you do have to still be on their side doing the right thing for them to get them to yeah. their goals. The, the best salespeople are great because they truly believe that yeah. when you buy that product, it will help them out. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I mean, even in like consults for my current clients, I had to come to that realization. Like I felt weird asking for money, even though I knew it would help. It was like, wait a minute, like the amount I'm going to help this person, you know, and I got coaching or I wouldn't be doing this. Like right. the amount I was helped, I'd pay double, right. you know? because it, it sped me up three years at least. Yeah. So, but it, it's about realizing, no, no, like people buy things because they get an outcome because it's useful and they're happy about that. They tell other people when that goes well. Yeah. So it's, it is talking to your CSMs and explaining how to sell in a way that doesn't feel icky. Right, right, absolutely. Oh, that's great. Let's wrap this up with two things here. Any will hacks or productivity tools or anything like, cause I feel like you're, you're up on this more than all I, of them. <laughs> I don't really ask this question, but I know that when you were talking about some of the, th- the things we were talking about, you've got some, yeah. yeah, I would, I would say, you know, my best hack is to, is to add two separate hours to your day. No, this is not your lunch break. Please eat lunch too. Yeah. And don't, don't try and work during it. Like your keyboard's going to get gross. Yeah. Uh, I speak from experience. <laughs> so but two separate hours a day, they can be together better if they're separate. People can't schedule over them and you have scheduled in things to do during them that are part of those two strategic initiatives. You've scheduled tasks 
from the initiatives. And if you're trying to figure out what, what a task is and it seems like too much to break it down, just say, all right, what is the one single next step here that mm -hmm. I could do? Stole a teeny bit from getting things done, but I don't have. To I didn't read that, so that's great. Yeah. It, it's yeah. great, but it's a little too rigid for me, and like yeah. I don't want to spend. Well, systems power. in general, I'm not a big. Yeah. Fan, right? Like you got to be an adult and sort of. Yeah. Take what works. Just, yeah. Just say like, all right, just to move the ball forward here, you know, what am I trying to achieve? What will get me closer to that? What can I do in an hour? Okay, I can email this person and ask them for this information. I can write this into a list, pass it on to this person who's going to take it next. Yeah. It's those little things that make it that much more manageable. So that really has been such a game changer for me, breaking it down to little pieces and making that space for myself and seeing that the world didn't end when I closed my laptop at five, six o'clock. <laughs> And, you know, it spun merrily without me. Yeah. I wasn't here to fix the entire company, nor could I, unfortunately. Right. You know, right. Well, let's not think we're greater than we are by thinking that, but yeah, you know, there's, there's some ego to the fact that we think only we can handle this right No, right. it doesn't have to be you. And it's okay if it's not, you're not a jerk. You're not slacking by seeing your family, having dinner, sleeping. You know, like sleeping. Absolutely. You're not, you, you are not going to get promoted or paid more all of a sudden. Cause someone's like, Hey, I noticed you're cranking out a lot of work. I think it's time for a promotion. They're going to say, this is how much work that person handles. Here you go. Take some more. Yeah. They're not trying bad, to be a jerk. A bad They're manager. Not anything. Yeah. Bad yeah. manager does that. Right. I'm usually yeah. like, you need to like, I do not want to see emails at three o'clock in the morning. Exactly. All I do is think is that like, Hey, you can't get the job done during the day. Yes. Or you're taking on too much stuff and you're afraid to push back. Well, like, that's a good manager. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to manage yourself at that level. That's yeah. the problem. So it's, that's where we burn out so fast because we don't have someone to say, Hey, you are talking a very good game and you're not doing it yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, let's I don't do know anything about that. What's <laughs> right? Exactly. I know. Yeah. I'm actually not bad, uh, but uh, let's do this. I'm changing my question. I used to have, which was the, uh, what was your COVID activity? But uh, now I will say this, the, the leaves are falling in, uh, in, in, in the Northeast up here, the skies are getting dark. What's your, what's your big, what's your not working, your big activity for the winter that you're planning out? Like rearing children. No, I know. That's all <laughs> no, I knew um, you were going to say that when I said it. Yeah. So, it's okay. What I, what I like to do is knit. I've been oh, knitting yeah. since I was eight. I make these big complicated cable sweaters like the Irish fisherman sweaters things like that that no one ever really wants to wear because they're so big and bulky but I enjoy knitting them I would not have guessed that one so do you see, uh, see <laughs> that's why I'm, I'm glad we and I don't have one yet I, I, I have to oh bigger one so it's not gonna be knitting though it's not gonna be yeah knitting. fair right. enough fair enough awesome so let's do this tell everybody where they can follow you and read your stuff and talk about coaching and stuff like that Absolutely. So I'm on LinkedIn, Rachel Provan. I'll be linking it in the show notes. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I write almost every day on there trying to give you actionable advice. I also have a newsletter that can bring you actionable advice once a week, five minute or less read, and it will always have a few tips that you can put into action right away to make a difference. And most of it's around CS leader. That's, that's what I focus on. But if you would like CS leadership coaching that, you know, helps you set the right strategy for your organization, learn how to set the, 
set up what are the right strategic goals for you to focus on this quarter, learn how to do that for yourself, and have someone hold you by the hand through all of this that we were talking about. That's what I do. Like, I'm not afraid to tell people because you need help actually putting it into place in your life. Oh, absolutely. I also help CS leaders get new jobs or move from CSM to director. All of that can be found at Provan Success, P-R-O-V-A-N. You'll see it on my LinkedIn homepage too, provansuccess.com. I welcome the chance to talk to anyone. I always take a call with anyone. Nothing's like straight book up, you know, typical, typical CS leader. We love talking to people. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get back together in six months to a year. And we have another great subject to talk about that we'll chat about next time. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Just hold on one quick second while I stop the recording.